Welcome to the Learning Experience Show brought to you by eLearning Brothers. I'm your host, John Toda, and this episode is an editor's cut, where we trim the full-length webinar down to just the main topics and most important takeaways. That way you get most of the webinar value in just about 15 minutes, and you can listen on the go. You can always check out the rundown summary on this webinar session as well, and the episode notes will always link you right to the full video webinar on YouTube. All right, let's get into it. Welcome to our webinar. My name is Andrew Townsend. I'm the campaign marketing manager here at eLearning Brothers. The session is all about using the no feel do approach to create engaging courses. All right, we have a fantastic guest with us today. We've got Calista Dawson, the senior instructional media designer at Los Angeles Pacific University. Thank you for joining us, Calista. All right, hello everybody. It's really good to be speaking with you today. I imagine that when you registered for this webinar, it was because the title intrigued you in some way. And that's awesome because this topic has become a passion of mine. Today is going to be all about generating ideas and translating those ideas into engagement in the online classroom. I'm really big on brainstorming and ideating, and I love spending time just dreaming about what could be. But I know not everybody feels the same way. All right. As I mentioned before, I'm definitely on the excited and energized end of the spectrum. At Los Angeles Pacific University, on a super talented team of people, and we're all experts at designing learning experiences. So I get to spend a good portion of my day-to-day -day work brainstorming, ideating, and prototyping. For me, that's a dream come true because all creative endeavors begin in the same place, coming up with ideas. For my team, this process has really evolved over these past few years. We've learned through trial and error that traditional approaches to online course design don't always lend themselves to coming up with the really exciting interactive courses. I've definitely designed my fair share of lackluster, less than engaging content. And there's projects floating around our LMS I don't really want to admit that I made. So having failed enough times at this, I'm now much more passionate about approaching the design process differently. Today, our guiding light as we begin a new project is the no-feel-do framework. We apply it to our context like this. What does the user need to know? How do we want them to feel? And what do they need to be able to do? We all know that we have to teach our users new concepts and assess that they've learned those concepts. And just checking those two boxes will cover the know and the do. But the most important piece for making those engaging courses is the feel. If we don't stop and imagine how our users feel when they interact with our creations, we miss the whole point and we probably won't achieve our goal of learning retention. So what does it look like to address the feel? First, I wanna think about a bad example. So if you'll picture with me, Think of a time where you had to take a mandatory training course. We'll say it was one that you were required to do for HR purposes. I've got several of those waiting for me in my email box right now. But if you're one of the ones who has not experienced these courses, you can consider yourself lucky. I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of them that left much to be desired. I've heard rumors recently that somewhere out there exists a fun, memorable version of HR training but typically they consist of sterile slides with lots of text, maybe a stock image, and then a narrator who just reads the words that are already on the screen. The interactive elements of the courses are usually next buttons and multiple choice quizzes at the end of each module, which sounds super fun, very engaging. These types of activities are completely focused on the legal requirements of delivering information and assessing that you can choose correct answers on a quiz. That quiz is usually one you can retake as many times as you need to in order to pass, which means that you can guess 
until you get the check mark and never actually learn anything, which I think is why they make, a, make us take them every year. <laughs> Imagine with me for a moment, you just got that email in your inbox and it says, here's all the trainings you have to complete. How did you feel reading that email? Dread has come up a couple of times. Waste of time, frustrated, is another one. Impatient, a hostage. The words I thought of were hesitant, begrudging, reluctant, definitely dread. So now go ahead and imagine that you're in the course. The narrator's reading the slides to you. You're clicking next, next, next. It keeps asking you if you're still listening or it's paused because you've navigated away. How do you feel during the course? Sleepy, I don't like being read to, impatient, dehumanized, tortured, out of my body, disassociated. Yeah, I definitely thought a lot of those things as well. Bored was a big one for me. Disengaged, I heard that one. Obligated, and then the big one for me was split focused because I definitely try to figure out ways to be in other tabs while it's going. <laughs> okay, now that you've finished the course, anywhere from one to three hours have probably gone by. Hopefully no more than that, because those are hours you're never getting back. How do you feel after taking the course? Uh, a lot of the same words, drained, unfulfilled, relieved, done, tired, out of my hair. Yeah, my feelings walking away from those trainings is usually that I'm unimpressed and disappointed because it wasn't engaging, it wasn't fun to look at, I didn't really learn anything, and I'm glad it's over. What if the designer of that training had consciously decided to focus on how you would feel before, during, and after you engaged in the learning? Instead of allowing you to feel bored, annoyed, inconvenienced, what if they actually tried to build something that piqued your interest, excited you, or even made you want to play it again? Feeling more inclusive and engaged. Uh, yeah. we, is this possible? Some people are saying this is not possible. I'm, I'm going to try <laughs> not to punish my audience. Motivated, energized, respected, validated, big old smiley face. I do think it is possible, but <laughs> we'll get to that. So yeah, you're probably wondering how to do this. I think it's really easy to get started and it starts before you design anything. You just stop and ask yourself, if I could control how my user feels, how would I want them to feel? I'm a visual person, so my favorite way to capture these thoughts is through mind mapping. There's a lot of free tools out there that you can use. And if you're only working on the project alone, you can just use pen and paper. It's all you really need. But if it is collaborative, my favorite software to use right now is Miro, mainly because you can collaborate in real time. It looks good. This is where the fun part really begins. So I'm gonna load up a fresh mind map and get an idea of what this process feels like. Okay, so this is what a mind map looks like in Miro. Right now it's very empty. Basically, I just want you guys to feed me some feel words of how you want your user to feel. It doesn't have to be for designing an HR course, but any project that you might work on in creating an online course. What are some feelings you want your users to have? There's no wrong answers here, so just throw them all out there for me. The good news is most of these agree with one another. Excited, engaged, interested, included, curious, what else do we have? Respected, seen and heard, meaningful, relevant, mentally stimulated. We'll go with these words. I think these are some very good points that we can dive into a little deeper. Other words that I thought of were capable, encouraged, informed, entertained. 
engaged and educated. Okay, so let's start with excited. Let's say we wanna have our user feel excited. What are some ways that we can achieve that? Think about before they get to the course, as soon as they come into the course, think about when they're halfway through, when they're done, what are things we can include at different benchmark points throughout the course that would make them feel that excitement? Badges, gamifying a little bit. Graphics, that's a great one. Yes, I 100% agree with that. <laughs> How about emotional? Storytelling, making sure the content is relevant. There's different yeah. ways to do storytelling. Scenarios is a great one. Drawing yeah. from personal experiences, real experiences, tie the learning directly to their role. Okay, let's jump down to curious. How do we make our users feel more curious? Include a good teaser trailer. That's a very Side good quests, one. says one person here. <laughs> we must have some gamers in the audience. Yes, ask lots of questions. You play games. Games can make you curious. If it's not a Zoom call, how do you make someone feel seen or heard? Surveys, mind maps, participate in breakout sessions, surveys, oh, mind collaborative maps, documents. collaborative documents. Those are great ideas. Some of these I might even steal. We've gotten pretty, pretty deep there. I've already got some good ideas. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit more about this tool? Yes. So Nero is one that we stumbled upon just in trying to figure out how to work collaboratively online during the pandemic. And of the tools we've tried, this one's my favorite just because it's so easy to use and it does have a lot of stock templates. So you can use it for mind mapping. You can use it for sprint planning. It has a lot of like agile type things in there, customer experience maps. It, it has a wide range of things that you can do with it. But some of my favorite features are the collaborative features. You can have a chat with whoever's collaborating. When people are in here with you, you can see all their cursors and see like what they're actually looking at. Say we've done this mind map and now we wanna vote as a team what to prioritize and what to focus on first. I would just turn on voting and you could go in and say, I wanna do excited, through badges and gamification, that's my vote. And then when the voting period ends, you see where you've landed and that can give you some direction on how to prioritize your ideas. Very um, cool. All right, well, hopefully you can see how helpful this part of the process is and how vital it can be to work through these thoughts before you even start designing anything. So just on a course level, we decided very early on we wanted our students to feel empowered. From the first moment they enter the course, they see this banner here. And what it does is it presents them with an encouraging, empowering quote. And every time they refresh the page or navigate away and come back, this banner actually changes. They're getting something new every time they come back to the page. We also decided that we want to feel excited about the skills that they were gonna be gaining, which I heard that come up in our mind map today. So we added this what's in it for you section that you see at the top here. And inside of it contains all the skills that they're gonna gain from taking the course. And it's written in a conversational, not academic way that's directed at the user. Every task that they're asked to complete throughout the course ties back to this, which means that the student's never gonna wonder why they're being asked to do something. They'll know the why behind every assignment, every discussion and activity. 
And we also firmly believe that learning is beautiful and the environment we create for the learning should be just as beautiful. That's been a major driving factor in all of our aesthetic choices. Most of all, we determined that we wanted our students to feel engaged. At the core, every online course is just words on a page, right? So some people do enjoy reading, but even those people can only retain a small amount of what they read. Our goal is to move the student away from passive learning and into active learning. If a concept is particularly hard to learn just from reading, we'll bring in the use of storytelling videos. We use music and um, really good voice acting and high quality stock videos to create those. We also use explanations. If you've never heard that term, it's basically just an animation that explains a narrow topic. Some people just call them explainer videos. We wanna dive down even deeper into the active learning strategies and create activities that allow students to think critically and practice using the new skills that we're presenting to them. When the opportunity arises, we like to create totally custom interactive games using Captivate. This idea began when we were developing one of our art courses. Our subject matter expert wanted students to learn the, difference, um, the different art themes and be able to categorize pieces accordingly to the themes. So we had the know and we had the do. Being an art lover myself, one of my happiest places is the museum. So I wanted to make sure we captured the feel by taking the user to my happy place. Instead of just showing the user the pieces of art and having them categorize them, we added that layer of story. So now they are the assistant and they are figuring out which gallery each piece needs to go. In order to make them feel capable and empowered uh, to complete this task, they can navigate easily from painting to painting and they can access the galleries through several pathways, allowing them to explore in a nonlinear organic way, which is similar to how they would in an actual museum. They're able to take notes directly in the game and keep track of their thoughts about each piece. They're allowed to make mistakes and correct them. And once they've successfully placed all six pieces in the correct galleries, they receive praise and digital confetti, which is something that our team is quite fond of. This is all happening in the first person perspective and therefore it invites the student to engage on a much deeper level. And by doing this for our user, we're making it easier for them to dive all the way in and fully experience the thought experiment that's set before them. They can then explore the characters in the game and come face to face with any biases that they may or may not have been aware of. This leaves them fully prepared to write a well thought out paper. Not only does this activity evoke emotion, but it requires critical thinking and it serves another purpose. It's modeling creativity by presenting this assignment in a creative way with the intent of leaving users feeling empowered, equipped, excited, engaged. That creativity comes through in the work that they then create. As designers, that's really what we should be doing. We gotta model creativity in ways that are inspiring and compelling, because this is what makes the learning stick. Let's be honest, what's the point of creating something that no one's going to remember? And what's the easiest way to impress something into someone else's memory? Make them feel it. Maya Angelou once said, at the end of the day, people won't remember what you said or did, but they will remember how you made them feel. So now that you've walked through this process with me and you've seen where it can lead, I just have one last question for you. How do you feel?
And that wraps up our editor's cut of this webinar session. Remember, if you liked what you heard here, you can just go to the episode notes below and click through to the full-length video recording of this webinar session on our YouTube page. And until our next episode, keep on rocking your learning.